Now rocking to DWL. Dream without limits radio. We're back on another episode of Dream Without Limits Radio. I have my good friend here with me today, Darren. He's going to open up and kind of let you know a little bit about himself and how he's managed to overcome so many obstacles and, and challenges in his life and push towards what he truly believes in. So, Darren, you know, thank you for being here and go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, thank you so much, Alex. This is awesome. Uh, my name is Darren Wendroff. I'm the founder of CareSpotter. We're a site that helps families find the perfect caregiver. Okay, okay. Now, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How did you kind of end up here in Orlando? Or have you always been here? Or what's that story like? Yeah, sure. So I grew up in a small town called Denellen and also Gainesville, Florida. Okay, okay. And I'm from Florida. And uh, my journey to Orlando was interesting. I went to the University of Florida, but I was also in the Army and the Peace Corps. And after I graduated college, I I worked for Men's Health. And I wanted to come back to Florida to work in the magazine industry here, but there weren't a lot of options. But I found a really amazing company called World Publications. Okay. Uh, they make lifestyle magazines now. They're called Bonnier, and they make popular science and Caribbean travel and life and severe. But at the time, I applied to be the editor of kiteboarding magazine okay (laughs) and it was funny because i had never kiteboarded in my life (laughs) but i was a surfer and i had a background in service journalism and i didn't know it at the time i just called them out of the blue and said hey i'd like to come back to florida i'm an editor at men's health do you have any need for editors at your company and the secretary connected me with the editorial director for kiteboarding they had just fired their editor-in-chief two weeks ago and they were struggling and i didn't realize this and during the interview, when I was interviewing to be maybe an assistant editor, he asked me about my leadership skills and my vision. And I thought, wow, this is pretty in-depth for mm-hmm. just a assistant editor job. And by the end of the interview, he had offered me the editor-in-chief job at Kiteboarding Magazine nice, here, nice. here in Orlando. Okay. So, like like you opened up the interview, you're now doing CareSpotter. Um, so, what made you say, hey, you know, I have a job, I have something going for myself, and now I think I want to do something else, something more along my lines of my life or the things I believe in. What made you kind of make that switch? Yeah, sure. So I'd been a magazine editor for a while, mm-hmm. and then my brother and I started an accounting firm, and that became really successful. Okay. Um, we did that for about four or five years, and in 2012, I had a uh, serious life event happen. My mother had cancer, mm-hmm. and... Um, I uh, uh, I came back to be her caregiver at the time I was living in DC, okay. Washington DC, and I came back to be her caregiver. And uh, I remember when we left the hospital, we they get, we needed a caregiver to also watch her at home. Right. And they had given us a list of agencies, but there were no ratings or testimonial, and there was no way of knowing which agency we'd we should hire a caregiver from. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I contacted the agency, I couldn't speak to the caregiver they were going to send out before they sent them to my mom's home. 
And when you're in that situation, anybody who's ever been in that situation knows you want to hire yourself. You want you, mm -hmm. another you to take care of your loved one because when your loved one's at their most vulnerable, you want someone that will be you and, and know everything about right, it and provide right. the top level care. So uh, I left my company and took care of my mom full time. And um, it was an experience, you know, I would never trade for, for anything. But we, um, uh, we, we, so after that had happened, I went back to DC and it was a very serious event in my life. And, and uh, I, uh, my, my brother and I, we decided that I was gonna sell my partnership back to him and he okay. was going, he was going to take the firm over and I was gonna do something else. And I came back to Orlando. I just wanted to kind of reset my life in a way. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading the newspaper one day and seeing an article about caregivers being the number one needed job in America, uh, the most demanded profession, but they make near poverty level wages. They're some of the lowest paid workers in the country. Wow. Tremendously um, difficult work. And I thought to myself, wow, families need to find caregivers. I'd been in that situation. Mm -hmm. And caregivers need to find living wage opportunities. Right. So I said technology could solve this. And I thought of the idea for CareSpotter. And uh, we entered a, you know, interestingly enough, a couple of weeks later, I had had this idea for a while. And a couple of weeks later, there was a startup weekend Orlando happening. And we entered that. And um, we won second place in that startup weekend. And it validated the idea to go forward with CareSpotter. Wow. Now... What do you think has been the biggest challenge for you now, you know, in this profession? Because you're not just doing this business because it's a moneymaker. You're doing this from a personal standpoint. So what are those challenges that you faced with starting this endeavor and really coming with the company from your heart, if you will? Yeah. So me personally, money, I've done all types of things, been in the Peace Corps, been in the Army, and, and money's never really been my driver because I'm a simple person. But what mm -hmm. has been my driver is creating something, doing something impactful, sustainable. Mm -hmm. This is probably at the highest level of impact that I've ever worked on anything. I mean, caregiving affects millions of Americans each year. It, um, it costs companies $33 billion annually in the lost productivity of working caregivers. So it's a, it's a tremendously needed uh, uh, thing to be able to find good caregivers. Right. And for me, the challenges that we face, you know, as an entrepreneur, you always face challenges. You have your own self-doubt. You have opportunities that don't pan out. Mm -hmm. You have um, tremendously long work hours. And the challenges that we faced uh, just... I don't know, I, me personally, I'm a very competitive person. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I have a very high belief in myself. Mm -hmm. And I've always looked at challenges as just that, challenges. Not something that, you know, I don't want to be cliche, but I don't like to run away from challenges. I like to face right. them head on and overcome them. So my own personal driver along uh, is, is overcoming these challenges. And also the feedback we get from families and caregivers who are working together on our site, families who have found caregivers. Right. Now, when you did Startup Weekend and you were launching this, this idea for your business, there was an interesting story about how many people were in your corner and all that other good stuff and how you still push through. So, you know, tell our audience a little bit about what happened at that weekend. Yeah, so you want to talk about a challenge. So we, we, I introduced the idea of CareSpotter to the audience. Mm -hmm. And the way Startup Weekend works is there's a bunch of designers, developers, and business people that get together and they each pitch each other ideas and then you break apart, vote on the best ideas, and mm -hmm. then form teams to create those ideas for a presentation at, at right. the end of Startup Weekend. 
So we pitched the idea. Everybody loved our idea. I think we were the number one or two vote getter. Everybody said this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So then we were chosen to be one of the companies that goes forward and will eventually pitch at the end of Startup Weekend. Okay. So we pitched the group to get people on your team. Mm-hmm. And there were about 100 people there, about 12, 13 ideas. So each team was probably getting about 8 to 10 people. Okay. Um, Which would be a pretty good size to launch something. Yes, that would be awesome. Right, right. We got one. Wow. We got one person. We got one person, I remember. And everybody came up to me and said, yeah, we love your idea, but we want to work on something cool. You know, caregiving is not very cool. Mm. And, you know, that's that's the reality. I mean, people want to work on shiny things. and But caregiving is something that is impactful and people need. And unfortunately, we were only able to get one. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, and the person we got wasn't a designer or developer. It was a business person, okay. uh, a marketer. And I remember thinking, gosh, you know, maybe this... This isn't meant to be, you know, like mm-hmm. I know in my, my own personal standard that I want to create something great at the end of this weekend and I didn't know if we were able to do it with the people we had on our team. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to one of the organizers and saying, hey, you know, I don't think we're going to keep the team because we only have two people and every team has 10, 11 right. people, you know, uh, I don't know what to do. So. The organizer said, you know, just wait a couple hours. Maybe someone else will join your team. No one else joined our team. <laughs> but um, I tell you what, it really, I'm ultra competitive. And I love being the underdog. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we only have two people. We're going to show everybody. We're going to create nice. the best of what we can do. And what I said we can do is we can create the business plan and we can create a presentation. We won't be able to create an MVP, minimal viable product. Mm-hmm. But we will be able to create the vision for what we want to do. So we worked on that, we got statistics, we designed it, we created a presentation, we, we practiced pitching it, and at the end of Startup Weekend, at the pitch portion, we won second place. Nice. And I feel like we would have won first, but I was so <laughs> nervous. I was so nervous that I think I might have hurt our chances. But yeah, we won second place. Okay. And um, that was you know, a tremendous validation. Yeah. Validation knowing that people believed in our idea and also that we could overcome a great challenge. Wow. Now, how many uh, people have you helped so far, you know, since the company has been in place, just so, you know, the audience can kind of hear what's what's the impact that's been happening now? Yeah, so since Startup Weekend, so I'll I'll tell you the begin this part of the story to explain the next part of the story. Mm -hmm. Since Startup Weekend, we applied to several accelerators. Okay. Um, And what year was that in? This was in 2013, last year. Okay. So we applied to several accelerators. We got into, I remember we interviewed for a really huge accelerator called HealthBox, the most amazing healthcare accelerator. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think we had a chance, but I wanted to just apply because I think you have to put yourself out there. I'm a a huge believer in that saying uh, 90% of success is just showing up. Huge believer in that. So um, we applied to that accelerator. I remember we interviewed for it, and I remember I prepared so strongly for that interview, Mm -hmm. and I felt like we just bombed it. Like Mm -hmm. I I got a developer out of Startup Weekend, this amazing developer. His name is Kyle Sivs. He's a Ruby developer. He's out of Pittsburgh. Um, but we found a developer out of that startup weekend and him and I had created um, some designs about what we were going to do with CareSpotter and so we interviewed at HealthBox and I, I felt like I just bombed. I remember telling Kyle, I'm so sorry, you know, maybe you know, we'll, we'll keep going forward. I felt like that was the end of the road. Mm. Then uh, Greg Pollock at Envy Labs had, was launching Starter Studio okay. and we weren't going to apply but uh, someone here had said, you know, Greg believes in your idea, you should apply. So that was huge validation for me to mm-hmm. someone like Greg to believe in our idea. So I applied to Starter Studio and we got into Starter Studio. Nice. I was amazed. 
is so excited about it. And so I, I wrote a letter to Healthbox saying, an email letter, an email to Healthbox <laughs> saying, uh, saying, hey, thank you for the opportunity. Um, we're going to apply in the future. We got accepted this other accelerator mm. and we think what you're doing is great. Mm. Immediately, the founder of Healthbox, Nina Nashif, called me back and said, Darren, you got selected for Healthbox. We wow. just, yeah, we just haven't gotten back to everybody yet. We really want you to be part of Healthbox. Wow. And you just talk about going from zero to hero, right? Mm -hmm. Like, went from like, wow, I don't think anyone really believes in this to we got accepted right. really two great accelerators. So, um, yeah, we went into Healthbox, amazing accelerator. Florida Blue is our main investor. They're an absolutely amazing company in terms of how they work with innovation. Okay. And we learned a lot in that accelerator. We went through the accelerator, pitched at the end of us of Healthbox in late October, their innovation day, mm. and we won most innovative product. Nice. And so we got an additional investment from that. And uh, we kept developing the product. The product wasn't fully developed yet. And we launched in late January, early February, I believe. Okay. So just this year, uh, early February. And since our launch, we've approved more than 150 caregivers nice. in Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, and Boston. Okay. We've worked with 12 families. Okay. We have improved patient outcomes in almost every um, instance of our caregivers working with a family. Wow. And we prevented hospitalizations in several instances. So we've seen tremendous impact from wow. what we're doing. It's and that's really, just a year. No, that's three months oh, since no, February. Wow. wow, right, okay. Yeah, since okay. February. So February, March, April, May, just three months okay. since our launch. Okay. We've uh yeah, we've we've seen those results. Wow. Wow. Talk about <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. So how do you how do you manage that 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 weight of what you're doing and Keep your head up, despite all that you've gone through and what you've gone through personally with this business, all of that. How do you keep your head up? Yeah, so I always say that every problem you solve in a startup, two more are going to appear. Right. So every time you cut off the head of the problem, two more heads are going to come out. So mm -hmm. it took me a while to realize that that's just the reality of things. Mm -hmm. So I don't let that bring me down anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, I think being successful as a startup is managing your emotions. A mm. lot of it and just consistently going forward so I've been I've trained myself to these are the plan this is the plan this is the vision we're going to do we're open to pivots mm -hmm. but at the same time I don't let letdowns affect me too much for too long I know okay. it's gonna happen you're gonna get hit and it's gonna you're gonna feel it mm -hmm. but I've trained myself to feel it for a bit and then keep moving forward gotcha. my mother always told me she said I used to get depression a lot when I was young, and mm -hmm. she said, whenever you get depression, you just need to work harder. Because mm -hmm. my mother was a tremendous worker. Mm -hmm. And I believe that same thing with startups. You know, when something's not working, you need to work harder. Right. And, and that will solve that problem. It will eventually work its way out. Awesome. Now, as we kind of move into the closing of the episode, you know, what does a quote like Dream Without Limits mean to you and your walk and your profession? Yeah, so, it, you know, you need the dream you need to be practical, I think, mm. and you need to uh, you need to know these are the things that are going to happen. Mm. But at the same time, the excitement of what you're doing is going to come from your imagination mm -hmm. and also the validation of your imagination. Right. Sometimes you're going to have this thing like we want to do this, this, and this, and you'll have that crazy energy that you can just you should ride it. It's like a wave. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, 
uh, sometimes people will validate some of this. Sometimes a lot of that energy, you know, <laughs> it's a little crazy sometimes. Yeah, you know, it'll come at people with these ideas, and you have to be careful. But sometimes you'll get validation from some of these ideas that you came from those moments, mm -hmm. and that will give you extra energy as well. So I think, me personally, I think it's important to be pragmatic, mm -hmm. but at the same time, let yourself dream a little bit about what can be, and also. Uh, you know, it's like that quote from uh, Kennedy, John F. Kennedy said, we have to throw our hat over the fence uh, okay. And when he was talking about space exploration. Okay. And what that means, and it applies to dream without limits, is sometimes you need to think beyond what you are able to think. Mm. And you need to just set your mark at that point. And even if you don't reach that point, you're going to reach a point that you might have never reached before. Gotcha. Awesome. Um, wow, thank you so much <laughs> for all of the uh, wealth of knowledge that you shared in this episode. Now. Uh, last question or maybe two um, if you get you know this is a message to you know I guess uh, to your mom hey this is what I'm doing what would you want to tell her about what you're doing now how you plan to keep her honored or lifted you know in this process yeah so you know um, my mother she passed away mm -hmm. um, she passed very quickly and and my mother was the most amazing person I knew mm -hmm. the, the most amazing and it, you know, I didn't mention this before when you asked how do you overcome challenges, but sometimes when I do have a challenge, I think of my mom. Mm -hmm. And my mom, gosh, I mean, she's a, a, you know, five foot two, 115, came from Peru, didn't speak any English. Mm -hmm. she, she built a life for herself here. She raised two, two boys on her own. We were both in the army. I was in the Peace Corps. My brother has a great business. Mm -hmm. My mother ended up owning three houses. She had a great job. She also owned her small little company. Okay. And she wasn't ever afraid to work. She was a tremendous worker. And mm -hmm. I think my way of speaking with her is just doing the work. Right. Doing the work. She gave me a tremendous opportunity. And, and she never wasted an opportunity. Never. Mm -hmm. So the way that I have to repay her, I feel, is, is I just work. And you know, sometimes things aren't gonna work out, but at least I can work and you increase your odds of success by working. Awesome, awesome. Now, for the audience, how can they reach you, uh, get in contact, if they need a caregiver for their own, uh, for themselves, what can they do? Yeah, so we're CareSpotter. Our website is www.carespotter.com. Mm -hmm. um, we're also on Facebook and Twitter, Team CareSpotter on Twitter and CareSpotter on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And if they're, we're launched in Orlando, Jacksonville, Tampa, and Boston right now. If they are in a city where we're not launched, we can launch within a city. Uh, it takes us about a week. Okay. And we can find anyone a caregiver within a week, week and a half. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, and they can reach me through the site. I'm Darren at carespotter.com. Okay. And we love speaking with users. You know, we love speaking with families and caregivers alike. Awesome, awesome. And to all of our listeners, I mean, I hope you guys got something out of this episode. Uh, definitely feel free to email myself, email Darren, ask us any questions, and let us know how this episode might have impacted you personally and how you're going to push forward through your obstacles and how you're going to overcome because there's a winner in all of us and you know as cliche as these things may sound you do have to work and you have to push through so thank you um for spending the time with us to really teach our audience or remind them because we can't really teach them but we're reminding them that you can overcome too so thank you again yeah thank you so much alex this is awesome and for all of our listeners tuning in, this is Dream Without Limits Radio. We do appreciate you guys listening and again uh, to another episode. We hope to just keep bringing you great content. And please let us know who are the dreamers and believers in changing the world. And if you can, share this with them too. And we're out. <laughs>